Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I'm your host, Manny G, and I am joined by absolutely no one. Andy is gone. He's missing in action. Actually, he is at a track meet with one of his children who runs. So, hey, you just have me. Oh, well. So, let's go, guys. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about. So, let's jump in to some news. So, first up, Google is now requiring all of the app developers to disclose loot box odds. But we know that legislation is likely coming for certain loot boxes. So Google is looking to be responsible. I don't know. What do you guys think? This is something that they should do. They've always should have done right. People should know the odds before they play. So they're finally making this change. Something that Apple did sometime last year. But I think they're just afraid of legislation coming in and wiping out this huge portion of their income. So is this more of a legal strategy to show that they've actually taken steps to be responsible for their, uh, for their store and to give people the opportunity to decide? I don't know. Probably this is probably in an attempt to give them a leg to stand on. I just think this should be standard, right? Any kind of loot box you get with some kind of random chance that you actually pay money for. Shouldn't you know the odds of getting the thing that you're hunting for? I think so. But what do you guys think? Next up, Microsoft announces Game Pass for PC. So this story comes to us from The Verge. Microsoft says it's launching a whole new version of the subscription for Windows computers with over 100 games for more than 75 developers to start. Right now, fewer than 20 of the games available through Xbox Game Pass can be played on PC, meaning Microsoft has signed up dozens of new developers to bring titles to this new version of the service. That is really exciting. I know there's a lot of games right now, like Sea of Thieves, and they mentioned that there's about 20 titles now, or fewer rather, where you could actually have Game Pass without having an Xbox and be able to play some of these titles. But yeah, less than 20, not super great. 75 developers on board. This is pretty massive. I think this is fantastic. So they've done a lot of deals. They've shaken a lot of hands. They've played a lot of golf and they have a lot of people on board to make this Game Pass for PC a viable product. And I think a lot of people will be into it, right? Just the same way that people are into Game Pass for the Xbox, right? You're going to have the same thing just on PC. It might not be the same games. We don't know. They did say, Phil Spencer did say, we're going to hear more about this at E3, which is just around the corner. I'm very excited to see that. But I think this is a really, really good move. Uh, we don't know all the answers just yet. As far as pricing, is this just going to be a part of the regular Game Pass? How is this all going to work? We do have a bit of insights. A Game Pass Ultimate card has been spotted out in the wild. I saw a picture of it. 
And on it, it says three months of gold with Game Pass for $47.95. And on the card, it says over 100 high quality games on Xbox, Windows 10 games, plus Xbox Live Gold. So it does appear to be some kind of bundle, the same way you get that bundle of Xbox Live Gold with Game Pass. It looks like it's going to be basically the same product. So I guess they're going to want you to have live as well. I don't know if they're going to have a, a, a version of this that doesn't include live to save you some money. So we're kind of left speculating right now until we have that E3 conference. But another thing that's going down with Xbox is that Xbox Studio games are also coming to Steam. These are a couple quotes that Phil Spencer had for us. Our intent is to make our Xbox Game Studios PC games available in multiple stores, including our own Microsoft Store on Windows at their launch. We believe you should have choice in where you buy your PC games. We will continue to add to the more than 20 Xbox Game Studio titles on Steam, starting with Gears 5 and all Age of Empires 1, 2, and 3. We know millions of PC gamers trust Steam as a great source to buy PC games, and we've heard the feedback that PC gamers would like choice. So this is some serious shade at Epic, right? I mean, this is completely opposite than what Epic is doing. Epic has chosen a business model and a strategy that allows them to use their massive amounts of money to buy their way into consumers' hearts, right? But not really into their hearts. Nobody's loving Epic Games right now. But Microsoft, they have a completely different strategy. They know what gamers want, and they're doing their best to give it to us, right? It's a part of their business strategy. They're making money doing it, and they're making their customers happy. So how cool is this? So I think the future is pretty bright as far as PC gaming goes. PC gaming has always been in a really good place for the most part, as far as I can remember. But having these exclusive titles that are from Microsoft Studios coming to this special Game Pass for PC, that is really great. And also, it's not going to be your only option, right? If you don't want to participate in this whole uh, Microsoft Store on Windows, a lot of people just don't like it. These games are coming to Steam. So how nice is it? If you just kind of live in your little Steam garden, right? This is a really good move and a really smart move by Microsoft. So I'm happy they're doing this. And you know what? This is great because I personally would rather play games on my PC than my Xbox. I have an Xbox One X. It's really nice. It plays well. But honestly, my PC plays things better. It just does. So I'd rather play games on my PC. Now we have people like Andy throwing shade at Andy because he's not here to defend himself. He refuses to buy a PC, right? He just doesn't want to do it. So that's fine, right? Breaks my heart. Every, every time I think about it, it makes me cry inside just a little bit. But I think a world is coming where more and more games I'll be able to just play on my computer and Andy plays on his Xbox and we could still play together. So that is cool. And I could buy those games on Steam apparently. So awesome. Next up, Xbox is coming to E3 showing 14 Xbox Game Studio titles. So from Twitter, Phil Spencer writes, just finishing out our final E3 rehearsal here with the team in Redmond. 
feel really good about the briefing. Lots to show. We have 14 Xbox Game Studio games in the show this year. More first party games than we've ever had. Fun times, hashtag Xbox E3. That's a lot of games. And these are all studio games, right? From, from remember last year, they bought all these studios and they've been doing this for the last couple of years. So yeah, they're finally going to have some stuff to show for it. I was not expecting 14 games. I was expecting a few. Honestly, I was thinking we weren't going to hear a lot of stuff until next year with all these new studio acquisitions, but I guess they've been hard at work. Uh, my anticipation is really high. My hype is super high. And I think Microsoft is going to have something super special for us. And I really can't wait. Uh, there's a rumored two hours that this conference is going to last. The, the Xbox conference, two hour presentation. That's a long time. So I'm looking forward to it. That is the Sunday before E3. And thankfully, I don't work on Sundays. So I will be in Discord with y'all, typing things out, being excited. Can't wait. All right, next up, a bit of sad news about Mario Kart Mobile. It appears to be not super well received. It is being tested right now, and it is full of the worst kinds of microtransactions, unfortunately. So it's being described as a gotcha game. Do you guys know what a gotcha game is? So according to Wikipedia, it defines the gacha game as this. Gacha games are video games that adapt and virtualize a gacha. The, you know, the capsule toy vending machine things, this gacha mechanic. In the monetization of video games, it is similar to loot boxes. It induces players to spend money. Most of these games are free-to-play mobile games. In gacha games, players spend virtual currencies. However, real money is usually eventually spent to obtain the virtual currency and opportunities to use it. So that's the definition from Wikipedia. So a bit of the gameplay for this Mario Kart mobile, it's kind of energy based. You regenerate these little hearts. It's, it's kind of this uh, regenerated heart system. And over time you get more. And as you play, you spend those hearts. So obviously the key thing is that you get to spend some money to regenerate those hearts faster. Right. And there's all these different timers and stuff that kind of lock you out of things. So that's the kind of game it is. It's the kind of game where if you really want to just sit down and play it for a long time, guess what? You're probably going to have to spend some money to do so. Not only that, it does have some pay to win aspects as well. You have these different levels for your carts and the higher level your cart, the faster it goes. You're going to be able to buy and spend money to be able to get these higher level carts. So from my perspective, this is a complete fail on Nintendo's part. Uh, it, it's a shameful thing to do. We know exactly why they're doing it. And uh, yeah, it's it just it's a bad look. And I think stuff like this ruins the reputation of Nintendo, just like Elder Scrolls Blades ruins the re reputation for Bethesda. Bethesda to me now is just just a, a trash evil publisher. I don't have any goodwill left for Bethesda. Nintendo doing stuff like this does not make me feel good about the brand. I'm not definitely not proud of them for it, <laughs> but, but we see why they're doing it. It's a way to make an absolute ton of money because it preys on people's desires to just play a little bit more. But from all the reviews I've been looking at from the different sites out there, it's not a fun game. It's not that great. So 
Mario Kart Mobile, this is definitely a pass for me. Next up, Dauntless has been released, and it is the world's first game to launch with crossplay and cross-progression. So if you don't know, Dauntless is like a Monster Hunter-style game where there's boss fights, there's different customizable builds you can make and make your character really strong, and there's a lot of different monsters and, and that you have to kind of make your build for, or you could just build this kind of like a neutral build so you're good with everybody but not super amazing. It looks good. It looks really fun. I haven't played it yet. I know Andy's uh, been in there just a little bit. We went ahead and made a Dauntless channel in Discord, so I know some of the families in there having a good time killing some monsters. But it's different. It's not like Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter World has a lot of exploration and stuff. You could go in there and gather, and then you kind of wander into different monsters in there that you find fighting each other, having these territory battles and stuff like that. Dauntless is more of a streamlined hunting game. Like you get in there just for the hunts and, it, and it's a streamlined experience. So it's a little different. Some people have described it as Monster Hunter Light, but I think it's just different because apparently in the end game, it is kind of complex and you do have a lot of options for your builds and you could really uh, go deep. So I haven't had a chance to play it, but the cool thing is that it's free to play. So if you have a PC, if you have an Xbox, if you have a PlayStation, just download it and see if you like it. Another thing is that they've been having a lot of server issues, which is kind of understandable because it's a free to play game. And because it is, you can't really tell by like pre-orders or anything like that, how many people are going to pl be playing your game. So the servers have been flooded with people and I hear, uh, I was listening to the X1 Bros podcast. Uh, I think they just recorded a day or two ago and they said it's smooth. There's no server issues anymore. But in Discord earlier, was that today? Maybe it was yesterday. There's, they're still having queues in there where you have to just kind of wait in line until you could get into play. So be aware of that. It's not a, a perfect launch. It's not smooth sailing, but uh, from what I hear, it's well worth it. But before we move on, let's talk about that whole thing about this being a cross-play title. The way it works is that you just kind of connect your Epic Games accounts. And if your friend, if you're on Xbox and your friend's on PlayStation, and you guys can connect together through those accounts, those Epic Game accounts, I believe, and you can play together, which sounds awesome. Super cool. Now, I've heard in the wild, you can kind of just go in and you'd see people on PC playing with Xbox or PC playing with PlayStation, and it doesn't naturally join or, or uh, combine people from Xbox and PlayStation that you have to kind of uh, do that manually. I'm not too sure how that works, to be honest, but I do know this, there's cross-play. So that's really great. And cross-progression. So you can play and you can move from one console to the other, from one platform to the other, and still keep all your progress. So that is super awesome. Next up, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is announced. So Call of Duty Black Ops last year, it was on fire when it launched. People loved it and it was great. But Modern Warfare is kind of a different game, if you know. It's being done by Infinity Ward and there's some developers that have come over from Naughty Dog. They've been there at, at um, Infinity Ward working on this series and it's, it's different, right? Because there's that story focus 
And the story focus apparently is pretty deep. Like Judges Week just finished. And what that is, is that a lot of like, um, I guess people in the industry, they go and it's kind of like a pre-E3 for a lot of people uh, that work in the industry. So they got to go to this uh, Call of Duty Modern, Modern Warfare presentation. And they said the story looks really intense, like really intense. They actually, I was listening to uh, Greg over at Kind of Funny Games, and he was talking about what they saw there. And dude, he just spoiled, 100% spoiled a part of the game. And uh, at, at first I was like, I don't appreciate that. But he did say, I'm about to spoil this. So <laughs> my fault for listening. But it's it's super, uh, gosh, I don't, know, I don't even know how to say this. It's intense. And it takes things to another level and it makes things awful things that happen in this world, like upfront in your face. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to go over with people. You know, there's a talk that they have to absolutely nail this. If they fail at this in any way, then it's going to be trashed because of the risk they're taking. I don't know. And I'm not entirely certain that I even understand what they're saying, but, uh, it's coming out. And it's coming out pretty soon. The release date is October 25th. So something to note here is that there's absolutely no season pass and no paid DLC. So it looks like Activision is going all in on this whole live game, games as a service thing with Call of Duty, right? And I guess the whole Black Ops season pass didn't quite work out because they're not keeping that model, at least for this next Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So why? Why is there no season pass? Well, I guess because it didn't work right for Black Ops, but I think they just see a future, a continued future, right? And funding through microtransactions and things like that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Is it going to be a great game? Is it going to be really fun? Well, hey, it's being built on a brand new gaming engine. I believe the engine they've been using is like 14 years old by now super custom, very upgraded and changed, right? So it's it's not really the same engine that it used to be. It's not really 14 years old, but it's got a lot of built-in limitations. This new engine really takes advantage of new technology and apparently is a sight to behold. So that's pretty awesome. Going forward, I believe all Call of Duty games are going to be made on this new engine. So that's great news. Because the engine that Treyarch was working with, I forgot what it's called, but for the Black Ops, I mean, in a lot of ways, you kind of saw that it was stretched to its limits. So the upgrade is is really great. And, you know, Call of Duty is, is an extremely profitable IP, extremely profitable, one of the most profitable IPs on the planet. So Activision is doing what they have to to invest to make sure that doesn't change. So Paul Tassi comments on the fact that Call of Duty Modern Warfare has crossplay. And on Forbes, he writes, while slowly more and more games have been acquiring and launching with crossplay as of late, this is a seismic shift the industry has rarely seen as it's coming from the best-selling series of the year every year. And it feels like a damn breaking moment for the entire industry which now seems poised to make crossplay standard across all new releases by the time this next console generation arrives. And I totally agree because this keeps coming over and over and it is like that damn breaking, right? Just all the water is coming down right now. And I think this is super interesting because yes, there are some issues 
and we'll talk about those a minute as far as matchmaking with a with a first person shooter between uh, console and PC. We'll talk about that here in a second. But I think this is setting a precedent, right? We're very quickly coming to a point where gamers are just going to expect that games are released with crossplay and cross progression and cross save. All of those things we've been wanting for a long time, they're finally coming and they're coming hot and fast. So with these industry leading IPs like Call of Duty, having it at release, that is setting a standard that I think every publisher really needs to follow. And we all know at the current time in this generation, it's Sony who is dragging their feet. Even though they were saying, yes, crossplay is a thing, you can do it. We've heard from a lot of testimony, right? From different smaller game developers where they said, no, Sony said we couldn't do it. They denied us, right? Even though, and they're like, I, I forgot the name of the developer who was talking, the uh, particular studio, but they said, we literally have a switch that we can flip right now to enable crossplay, but Sony will not allow it. So. I think that time is coming to an end and I think it's a good thing overall. And I'm really excited about the future that we have with the next generation of consoles. But on the subject with the mouse and keyboard versus controller, I'm a firm believer that anyone with a mouse and keyboard faced against uh, similar skilled opponents with a controller will smoke those opponents and dance on their graves. I just, I just think that's true, right? You're, you're so much more precise with a mouse can, and keyboard. At least I am than I am with a controller, even though I have years of practice with the controller with first person shooters, but I don't think that's what they're going to do. I'm sure that they're going to have multiple lobbies and with those multiple lobbies, they could give people options and choice to be able to choose to have those types of opponents or not. Maybe that's wishful thinking. I'm not sure. We don't have any evidence. Maybe we do. At very least, this will help with population cues like Battlefield 5. They had to cancel one of their battle royale modes because they didn't have enough people to do it. Well, what if they were able to link to lump in all of their Xbox and PlayStation players all together? Then they'd have enough people, right? Probably. So there are a lot of positives here. Definitely some pitfalls to avoid. I'm sure I'm positive that Infinity Ward has looked at these issues specifically and have come up with some creative solutions so that the game is fun for all their players. But we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe it's going to be awful. I guess we have to wait and find out. Timed exclusives. Yes. Timed exclusive content on PlayStation. Seven days. They get content seven days before anyone else. I don't know what. PlayStation has paid to have that privilege, but I'm sure it's plenty. Moving on, the PlayStation exclusive Death Stranding has a new trailer and has dropped the release date. This is pretty exciting for PlayStation fans. It is a PlayStation exclusive. The release date is November 8th, not too long to wait. There is also evidence that suggests the game is being made for PC as well. No doubt it's going to come out on PlayStation first, but there may be an opportunity to pick it up on PC. If I find more details about that specifically, then I'll be sure to share it. But what is this game? Well, first of all, this 10 minute trailer is total bananas. Kojima has these crazy dreams and then he turns them into video games. So <laughs> if you haven't seen it, then go look up this Death Stranding trailer that just dropped. 
and it may just blow your mind. It, it, it looks really, really crazy, but it looks really intriguing. There's an article written by The Verge about what we know about this game, because it's, it's, not, uh, it's not easy to understand what's going on. The article is called, Here's What You'll Actually Be Doing in Death Stranding. And they've kind of uh, taken, I think there's been five trailers in total. So they've kind of taken all the information and all the knowledge they have, and they string together exactly what you're going to be doing in this game. And, and it's an interesting read and it's a good read. And I actually wanted to read the article here on the show, but then I, I kind of second guessed it and I thought, you know what? Maybe we have some fans that's really uh, who are really looking forward to Death Stranding, but some of the mystery of what's going on is really going to be a big part of the fun of playing this type of game, right? So for your sake, I'm not going to read this article, but if you're interested, go look it up. It's, it's an interesting read because it kind of ties together everything that we know, and it just kind of shows you what this video game is all about. So... It's, it's crazy. It looks nuts. I don't know if a game like this will cause people to buy a PlayStation. Probably, probably because this thing looks really crazy, but it's for me personally, am I excited to play it? I, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to be honest right now. I'm not going to play this game because, well, I don't have a PlayStation and I'm not much of a single player game person. Right. I'd rather play a multiplayer game with friends. Um, you know, I don't have a ton of time, so I'd rather use my time to hang out with my buds, right? With my community, with my friends. That's just how I am. But this game does look great, you know, and I am I I am gonna play some single player games like Cyberpunk that's coming out. I'm definitely gonna be playing that for sure. Uh, but who knows? And actually, I think we're gonna hear a lot more about that game. E3 coming up in a couple weeks. So that that's pretty much it. That's the show. Not a super long show. I'm by myself. Nobody wants to hear me ramble for a long time. Uh, Rip, Andy, he's gone. Be back next week, Andy, or else. And <laughs> uh, last week, we did not have a show. Was that last week? Gosh, I don't know. My brain's all messed up. I've been doing way too many things. I've been way too busy. And it's probably not healthy. So <laughs> we did get a speak pipe though. It is from our friend Bit Dead. Let's give this a listen. Hello, gentlemen. It's uh, Bit Dead here. First of all, um, I'm very sorry for forgetting to send in this speak pipe last week on your actual year's anniversary. I'm very sorry. Congratulations on a year and now a week. I am pretty forgetful, so. Again, please forgive me. You know I love you. And secondly, forgive me if the um, if the sound quality is a bit poor. It's six o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting in my car outside my work, and I, th- and I was just listening to the show on the way, and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to send this big pipe. <laughs> so sorry. Guys, so on that note, congratulations on a year and a week. When I heard that two of the most my famous favorite people in this community, Andy and Manny, were going to start a speak pipe. I stuck a speak pipe. Oh, my God, I can't talk until it's early start a podcast i was there i was all in straight away and you guys have never let me down manny thank you for everything you do and all the hard work you put in andy thanks for turning up 
and on serious note thank you both of you for everything you do for all the fun you add into my life keep up the great work much love to you all and to your families stay amazing latest boys all right it is now one year in two weeks right or is it three weeks gosh my brain oh no dude be dead thank you so much for sending that in dude i, I the feels man i love you thank you buddy appreciate it thanks for being there for us every step of the way thank you for your support i absolutely appreciate it and for all of you who have been supporting us on patreon thank you so very much for helping to make this dream become a reality you're a very important part to what we're doing and i greatly appreciate it and thank you so much to everyone who has gone over to itunes and left us a review we really appreciate that as well thank you so much and if you want to get in contact with us if you have anything to say any kind of feedback just go to gamingadventureclub.com and just drop us a note right there on the website there's a little place for you to uh, communicate with us that automatically generates an email goes straight to our inbox and we get it right away so thank you for that you could also send us a speak pipe just like bit dead did you could access that from just gamingadventureclub.com hit the speak pipe link or go to speakpipe.com gamingadventureclub lastly if you're not a part of our Discord community, then you have to jump in. Go to gamingadventureclub.com slash Discord and join the club. There's a lot of great community members who have been growing, and I really appreciate everyone being in there, being so positive, being so welcoming to new people. It's a really good place to hang out and to make some friends. So you are more than welcomed to jump in, and you have now been invited. So... Until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other.